Scott, what's all this stuff littering up all the mats in the dojo? Uh, well, this is branch chain amino acids, uh, protein powder. Comes in cookies and cream. Can you believe that? It's like having dessert and it's healthy. Resistance bands, yoga mat, leg you, warmers. You yoga, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh right. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Really good uh, knee braces. Uh, this is aspirin, case of a heart attack, medical alert bracelet. That's my aspirin. I'm going to use I'll, I'll give you back when I'm done. Right. This is one of those suits that makes you sweat a lot. And this sends volts upon volts of electricity into my stomach to grow abs, so I won't have to do any sit-ups at all. I know I'm going to be sorry for asking this, but why? Well, I figure Batman just worked out a lot, and now he's a superhero, so I could do that too, right? Uh, Yeah. Uh, we must be talking superhero campaigns this week on the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Support the Dungeon Masters Dojo by heading over to Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and leave a review. Take the time to leave a comment as well. This helps make us more searchable to those listeners interested in content such as ours. But more importantly, we want to know how we are doing and what topics you would like to hear about. Another way you can support the DMD is with a small monthly donation so we can continue to deliver quality content to you, our listeners. This also helps us to upgrade and replace equipment. Head over to Anchor to the Dungeon Masters Dojo page, and click the support button. And now, on to this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo podcast. This is a show for game masters, as well as experienced and new players alike. We hope to bring you the tools needed to not only be a great GM, but to help you develop as a player. I'm your host, Louis Aponte. Our stars of the show are Scott Labby and Bill Robotile. Let's enter the dojo and see what both Bill and Scott have in store for us today. Hey, Scott. Hey, Bill. Superheroes? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right? You're going to give yourself a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, it's the stomach cramps from all the protein powder that I think will do me in first. And I really expect you to sweep up all those crumbs. There's protein powder freaking everywhere. Yeah, that's that's all right. We'll get the leaf blower in here, and we'll just blow it into the corner. <laughs> oh, that's cool. All right. I think it's sheetrock dust. So it tastes like it. Why run a superhero campaign? And it's fun. It is fun. It is fun. It is. <laughs> it is huge, huge fun. It's it's over the top, and it's it's okay to be over the top, too. That's, I think, probably the best part of it. I think some of the ones we've played are, have, have taken Campy to a, a new level. A whole new level. <laughs> With a capital camp. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, more importantly, it, uh, it gives you a break from your other game or whatever uh, system you may be playing. Yeah, it, and it's it's a good break. It's, it's a nice diversion. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. Yep. You could get away with a lot. You know, and it's and it's okay. If you're gonna do like outlandish over the top stuff, um, like the wild card, you know, that's the that's the that's the game built the for wild card. Built for yeah. the wild card, oh, yes. I, for, and it was. <laughs> for the the player that'll just do anything. Take it over outlandish. the top. Yeah. Yep. And it's okay. I, I have superpowers. I can do what? <laughs> yeah. People learn quick not to give me too many. <laughs> And, and you're right. It may be the break that your your fantasy or you know horror uh, DM needs to 
kind of re-energize themselves a, a little bit. Well, it not only is it it fun to do, you can do a one-off, you can do a couple weeks. It could turn into a campaign. We've done a few little, like, oh, I'll well, just do it for a couple weeks and ran months. Yeah. We ran months. Yeah, it, and, can, and it, it kind of like, snowballs. Yeah, and it's like everyone's like, no, can, can, let's, do, let's do it again. That was fun. Yeah, what, what, what are we going to do next week? Uh, let's do the superheroes. And then, and then you get back into the game, like like we we all have, right? And yep. it just feels, it feels new again. Yeah. You know, when you yep. get back to your your kind of what whatever genre that you're you're in most of the time. I call it the new sneaker syndrome. Remember when you were a kid, you got new sneakers, you swore you ran faster. Yeah, jumped higher. I did. You go back to the game. It was the protein after, powder after and the knee braces. For me, it's just the aspirin. (laughs) 84 84 milligrams a day. (laughs) Yep, I think we're all there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's this new sneaker syndrome. You're back to the game. It's all fresh. It's all new. Even though you picked up right where you left off, everyone is invigorated. And it, it's fun to watch because then they, you know, they take that energy into the other game. Sometimes they try to try to take some of their superpowers into the other game as well. Uh, but you got to curb it back. It's it's one of those things too, which you um you really have to consciously focus on your uh, suspension of reality and, and disbelief because you know you almost you almost don't want to bring any realism to a superhero campaign because it's it'll kind of bog it down. It'll make it not as exciting and fun, you know. Right. I th- I, th- I think um, doing a superhero campaign it should be comic booky. Over the top. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that's what, you know, you watch the Marvel movies and, and they're, you know, they're exactly that. They're, they're comic book movies. Yeah. You know, and there's no apologies made for them and they've been extremely popular. And I I think that's why. Well, you jump from panel to panel. Yeah. Yeah, And and when you do it, and that's like when I, I run or, or when I try to play, even play, I try to think of it in panels. You know, what, what are they going to see in this panel? And that's what I'll try to describe, you know, whether I'm game mastering or whether I'm playing. And then I'll move on to the next panel and the next panel. So everything's compartmentalized. And that's how most people, comic book people think, because that's how they read it, is in panels. I think it's the the expectation to, to be over the top, too, a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why why would you want to play a a a superhero game firmly grounded in reality. It's like, no, you're, you're doing it a tremendous disservice. Oh yeah. You want aliens and moon bases and giant laser guns and spaceships and, and villains, villains that are going to blow up a continent. And, yeah. and yeah. Well, I guess one of the big question is high powered or low powered. Yes, please. Yeah, I'll do any. It'll yeah, be over the top either well, way. It, I in the fantasy world, I've always enjoyed the mortality of starting your character at the bottom yep. and building them up. And in the fantasy world, that's easy to do because there's a progression there. Uh, most of your superhero games will have the same progression or a similar progression. It's fun to play the sidekick that is building his way up to become a superhero. You know that transition between Robin and Nightwing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, it, it, that that's the difference between low power and high power. I think with you know, and they they pose very different challenges too to mm-hmm. the to the GM because you know when you do like a high powered game like you're like the Avengers or 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 Justice League, you're um 
You're, you're doing like world saving stuff. You know, it's got to be they're epic in scope. You right. know, it should be should be handled that way. Not only that, their powers are epic. That means yeah, well, yeah, go around yeah, quick. You know, when you're you're dealing with you know people like the Hulk or Thor or Superman or Wonder Woman, you know, they're they're either mythological beings, aliens, or you know some dimensional beings. Yeah, um, and but they could be they could be big fun. You know, you, you're 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 flying and crashing into things, and 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 the battles are 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 bigger and more sweeping and. I was playing in a superhero uh, campaign for quite a bit. It was Champions. Um, I enjoy Champions. A little math, ma- a lot of math to it. A crap load of dice. Yep. A little bit more challenging than Marvel. Marvel's you know more your vanilla. Um, real fun. Don't get me wrong. We love Marvel because it for especially for one shots. It's a fast build. But if you can do long term, Champions is a little bit. It, you get a lot more in depth in your character. And I just like I Iron Man everything. I just random rolled crap and I ended up with basically a weather witch, kind of like Storm. But her powers were based on her emotions. And if she got pissed off, the entire eastern seaboard would cloud over. That's a lot of power when you can affect hundreds of miles with your mood. Yeah. That's when you know you're dealing with superpowers. Well, that's, you know, that's like high played, level. Do you remember when I played Star? Yeah. Uh, yep, same was, thing. So it was a, a kind of a mixture between uh, Superman and Wonder Woman, and yeah. except she can create items out of... Nothing, and um, I had fun playing with her, but I think the GM didn't – it put the GM in a hard spot quite a few times because she was really, I think, overpowered. Right. I Marvel, the TSR is Marvel Superhero RPG was always my favorite and my go-to. That's mine, too. I did yeah. I did Champions and Mutants and Masterminds, but I – I like TMNT, really. Yeah, that was good, too, but Marvel I just really liked, and I, and I liked it because the – it was easy. It's very, very, very versatile. Easy. Yes. It's easy. It's versatile. And it's a quick build for your characters. Yeah. Um, you can have someone brand new come in, and it's really easy to pick up. So, yeah, Marvel. And it's been that's one of the reasons it's been our go-to for yeah. a sideline. The versatility, really. I mean, well, that we, was like, we've used Marvel for, for low power. Everything. Um, like the Leave Extraordinary Gentleman style characters yep. where you had a few abilities and skills that were extraordinary. Not necessarily super-powered, but it's a low-powered Superpower game. And then we've played some campy, fun, off mutants. You know, we all got splashed with Chemical X and all kinds of goofy-ass shit happened. Um, and we had a blast with that. And they were medium-powered. I mean, they could very easily step up to high, high-level campaigns and hold their own. So with that said, if you had to pick a, uh, a system, uh, both of you, which which would you pick? We'll let Bill go first. Well, like I said, if, if you're going long-term, you want to do a campaign, you want more versatility, I would go to Champions. Um, I love Champions because it, it had so many small nuances. Yes, it was more complicated. You know, it was complicated to build your character. But once you got the system, and there is a Hero Database, which is um, an old program that will still run on 32-bit systems for those of us that still have them um, because 64 is too big of a number for my brain to catch on to. Um, <laughs> Yay, Windows 95. Uh, <laughs> I really need to get him a new computer. <laughs> yeah, or or a calculator. There's nothing wrong with my abacus. But I it, yeah, it's 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 math heavy, but once you get into it and once you figure it out and you you kind of get the gist of it, it's not that bad. 
And I like the versatility for long term because you can do the small builds. You can build your points, get the big powers. You can spoon off a lot the way you do with Marvel. You have your your powers, and then you'll have your stunts. There's something similar to that. With you know, you start your base power, then your lower powers that feed off of that. So I for long term campaigns, I would go with with champions. For short term, I'm in Scott's camp. Marvel all day. I'm going to agree with you. I, yeah. I I guess I'm just so used to Marvel. Yes, I played Champions, I played TMT, but I think Marvel is my overall favorite. And there's there's a there's a host of supplements out there that they did before the uh, the game was 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 canceled that fill in a lot of a lot of that a lot of that stuff. And I can I could take a skeleton of a, a rule set and be perfectly happy with that as long as the story part is 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 good. Well, for our group, we're always rules light and role play heavy, anyways. Yeah. And this is a, in any superhero, and when you do a Marvel, but any superhero, you're you're talking role play heavy. Yeah, you know the, <laughs> the rule of cool applies. The, the rule of cool to is every, all over, everything. all over. If you can I, explain it away, you know, all right, this is how I'm going to justify this uh, revolver shot from my hip, behind my back, off the the side over here, hit the bell over there, the pot are hanging on in front of the store over there. I mean, you know, you, if you can explain it and you can come up with a role that's halfway decent, you can pull it off. And, and you know, the the number one reason why I would I would do Marvel for for both short and long term is you have the books, and well, <laughs> that is a good reason. Um, is I I want to try Hugerot Johansson's Ite with the Marvel Superheroes RPG because I I think and I've talked to him a bunch of times about this. Yep. And uh we gotta we gotta we gotta have him on and just talk about something. I don't care what it is, anything. <laughs> you know, how he folds his laundry, but um I think that Ite would be would be killer. In a superhero game with that yeah. rule set, yeah. Just so people understand, uh, I think Scott's talking about the hybrid gaming system. That's hybrid absolutely system, what yeah. I'm talking with about. The ETA engine, yeah. ETA gaming engine, yeah. yeah. Um, that that would that would really, really, really fit nicely. With it that. would, it would. You know, especially in like a superhero team type of thing, it would. You know, it's almost like it was made for it. So, go big or go home. How do you feel about that? It's always got to be big. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you're superheroes. You're saving. You're not just saving the the young lady falling from the building. There's a reason she's falling off the building. Some because some schmuck hucked her off of it. Um, why did he do that? To distract you because he's out there doing something really, really nefarious, and he wants to keep you busy. And while you're busy, he's poisoning the water for the entire city, or he's about to shut down the power, or he's going to rob, you know simultaneously rob sixteen banks in the city. You know, it, yeah, it's got to be big. Well, yeah, because when you have big superheroes, you also have big villains. You should. Even yeah. if you don't, though, you know, even if you're doing, like, a street-level game, you know, and, and your guy's, like, Daredevil and stuff, yep. you got to go big anyway. You, you go big in a different way. You know, it's not the same kind of big as, like, the Avengers or Justice League saving the world, but, you know, if you're doing these street-level guys, you want these fights to be gritty and and. and Karate like, so you're talking defenders big or Teen Titans big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defenders, particularly, I yeah. think. You know, you want these street level heroes to be, you know, uh, bloody knuckle kind of brawling. Just, you know, I, I think of that scene in, 
I think it was like season two of Daredevil when uh, uh, the, the the Punisher takes out a bunch of those guys in prison and he's just standing there while the whole corridor fills with tear gas or whatever they were using <laughs> on him. You know, that kind of, yeah, yep. that was, that was big, but it wasn't, it wasn't big like the Avengers fighting and invading alien army. There's a difference between army. big and sweeping. Yes. It, you're not yes. talking sweeping. You're talking big. 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 And, and even if it's a microcosm, it's big for that microcosm. Yeah. And, and like John Wick. John Wick. Oh, is, yeah. is big and over the top. It's not sweeping. Right. But, but, but that's it, the kind it, it's of big. Big on a personal level. Yeah. Yeah. So reward the good and um, punish the bad. I guess, how do you define the line between the good guys and the bad guys sometimes? Well, I'm a, I'm a Marvel guy. Um, we already established that. <laughs> yep. Um, Bill is allowed to love champions. You know, we're all wrong at some point in time, <laughs> right? I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> but um, I really like their karma system. Yes. You know, their right. karma system o- awards the heroism. And punishes and the... punishes the, uh, you know, the, the, the villainy, so to right. speak. Um, so I've, I've modified that a little bit. You know, my... My players that play those kind of teetering on the edge guys, you know, the the Punisher types or the Moon Knights. Yep. I'll award them karma for playing within the with you know, within their their, their character. But um you know, I I think if you want a heroic game, you have to really hold people to that heroism. They well, have to be a good guy. They have to know? be a good guy. There have to be those those moments where, okay, I got the bad guy. I caught him. He's caused irreparable harm to people, um, property, finances, everything. I have two choices. There's no one here. I could grab this, this pistol and pop him in the forehead. Double tap him just to be on the safe side. Or I can actually drag his butt in, leave him trussed up on the front, you know, the front stairs of the police station with a note, you're welcome. You should have done this yourself. So you're talking more like um, somebody who would probably be extremely lawful good like Superman. I think he's only killed one person. Well, in the movies, he's only killed one. Um, and that's only because he had to. Had to, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think, um, you know, those, especially with those, those if you're going to play a Paragon like Superman, Captain America. Yeah. Yep. You um you really have to you really have to hold true to that. You know, that's because that's an integral component to that to that character, to that hero. Their morals and values. Yeah, even yeah. if it's even if it's opposed to someone at your at your level, at your station, you know, one of the yep. other superheroes like, no, 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 we, we can we can get away with this. No, no, there's no getting away with anything. That's not how it's done. And you gotta you gotta stick to it. Yeah, it's it's um it's almost like being an old school paladin all the time. That's yes. why. That's why I referenced the lawful you know, goodness. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I picked up on that. <laughs> but it's true. It, it is. That's, it is. You're, you're 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 a modern day paladin. Yeah, because he's either going to be hated because he didn't take care of the problem, or he's going to be loved because he. You know, he's still stuck in between that road of of uh, morality. Yep. And there's got to be repercussions yes. in, in some way, shape, or form. You know, that could be a matter of other superheroes taking notice. You know, you look at Batman versus Superman, which was a dreadful movie on all counts. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the things that I did like about it, and there's a very short list, was, 
you know, Batman taking notice of, of, of Superman and being like, you know what, that's, he can do an awful lot. What's, who's going to police him? Exactly. Yep. You know, who's going to watch the Watchmen sort of thing. You know, other superheroes taking notice for these, these poor acts, these, you know, these, these, uh, intentional deaths that occur as a result and then put them in opposition. One of the things that was really cool about reading Marvel comics was superheroes didn't always get along. It wasn't one big happy family. Oh you know? no. Yeah. They, they bickered all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, daredevil and, and Spider-Man yeah. or, you know, daredevil. Well, everybody in the Punisher, he just doesn't play well with <laughs> others, you know, that sort of thing. His um, sandbox is a bucket. Yeah. Uh, so have these other superheroes take notice, go, wait a minute. You know, you did, you did this. We all know you did this because the, the news footage shows it, you know, it's <laughs> all over the media or I personally witnessed it, you know, but there's and, gotta and be, what, what do you do to, to show any kind of reciprocation for the damages or the yeah. harm that you've done? And well, I'm a superhero. Uh, that, that's not me. Oh, really? <laughs> and that leads me to what I was just thinking about is when you got somebody like Superman, um, you know, like you said, Batman uh, took him to police him. But how about when your superheroes act like the boys? Then they're super villains. But are they really villains? Because, you know, I guess some people still look at them as like they're still doing good for something. It's, it depends on how it's interpreted, I would guess. Yeah, that that's um that's something that makes... But that's a shade of gray that has to be directed by your, your storyteller. Right. But it, it does make it interesting. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, well... And I think of that, you bring up a good point. I think of that scene where who, who it was uh, um, Homelander. And Queen May. and Yeah, and they're on the plane. Yep. And the plane's crashing. And they're, they're basically discussing how they're going to dip on the plane. And Homelander's like, well, we can't, what am I going to, we, we're not going to be able to get everybody down in time. And I, I, can't, I can't fly the plane down. You know, that's just not, you know, the physics don't work. So we're going to have to head out of here and blame it on something else, you know? <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, that, that brings kind of a, that's an effective real world sort of take on, on superheroes because, you know, sometimes you can't save everybody. So you got to make these hard choices, but that really depends on what kind of game you're playing. And that's got to be right. like established at your session zero, but those games can be really fun too. They, they, they can, can be, be really, really fun. Well, it it brings the whole moral dilemma to a whole different level, and you know, it it ramps that right up. It also is going to give you the opportunity to have much more fodder to use against them. You know, let's face it: backgrounds, even superheroes, for your storytellers is important from your players. And now they're providing you with even more stuff because, all right, maybe someone witnessed, or maybe there's an investigation about why the plane went down and why, you know, there, there was there was rumors or hints that there might have been someone there that could have helped, but where were they? Were they really there? You know, were they not there? And, you know, now there's an investigation. Now, whether anything comes out of it, you don't know, but now it's all over the news. There's an investigation, and there goes the drama level way up through the roof. Yeah, and and that's um that that can be a really – um, compelling superhero game because you kind of look like you kind of look at it like these these folks are like your um you know like your 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 rock stars your celebrities and and they have you know they have a lot of a lot of power and they have a lot of a lot of money probably 
Um, but that power is, is, is the biggest thing and it's in its power that comes directly from them. So what are the penalties for misbehaving? Hmm. There, there are none, right? Who's going to, what are you going to be arrested? How how, how can you punish somebody like that? You put them in timeout. Yeah. Speaking of timeouts. Let's take a break. Yeah, my tights just came. I got to go try oh, them on. <laughs> okay, and we're back. And over in the corner, Scott is trying to pry on his brand new tights. Something similar to Mr. Incredible trying to get his old tights on. <laughs> Do I look fat in these? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the cape will help. <laughs> it's got to hide some of those bulges. <laughs> Only the backside. <laughs> Maybe a jacket. <laughs> okay, we're going to move, move on. on. <laughs> yes. So I, I guess um, we should talk about getting familiar with the different age of comics. Yeah, I think if you want to start a superhero campaign, knowing what styles are prevalent and what ages are, are, are kind of, kind of important because there's a, a certain look. Oh yeah. It's a very and, different and, look and a feel, you know, like the, I got, I got some notes because, um, this is where my life has, has come to it's research on comic <laughs> book ages. Um, he put a cot. Down in in the lyceum, I, I spent a lot of time. We're we're in the process in the of basement. We're we're in the process of putting in a dumb waiter so we can just pass down his his happy meals and they discontinued cookies. Probably best though. Got to look good in these tights. Yeah. So <laughs> more yogurt, more. Uh, golden age was between 1938 and 1950. This is where we see Superman make his appearance. Um, at that time, we had a lot of uh, a lot of small comic book companies all over the place doing kind of carbon copies of something everybody like everybody else's stuff. Yeah, you know? everyone had to change the name just a little bit. You know, hey, instead of Superman, let's call him Amazing Man. Oh, ours is yeah. Stupendous Man, and yeah, they, yeah, they ran through the whole thesaurus. Yeah. Yes, um, you didn't see a lot of women in there that were um, super superheroines or superheroes. I don't know if they, even the term heroine is used on female heroes anymore. Um, but Wonder Woman was was like one of the only ones. It was a handful. Mm. Um, that um, the whole look too. That you know the strong man, the circus strong man suit right. was was a big thing uh, visually in that area. And um, the tropes are kind of established, you know, that alter ego, the origin story, uh, rogues gallery of villains for the superheroes to to fight. And uh, usually, yeah, this is when uh, all the superheroes got together and fought the Nazis, too. Yeah. Well, uh, back then, everyone everyone fought the Nazis. Yeah, everybody. And then the Silver Age was from 56 to 70. And... That's when we get um, Justice League of America. Please do a good movie. I'm hopeful for the Snyder Cut yeah. of of Justice League. Really, really hopeful. They took down a trailer. The trailer was looking pretty pretty gnarly outside. There's that. can I can I just tell you I like totally nerded out when I was when I was hearing about this and and I uh, I I have these conversations with uh, my my missus's uh, brother. 
who is 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 a a nerd as well. I thought he was going to say himself in the shower. He no, no, no. A, he hasn't no. made a shower reference yet. <laughs> give it, give it time. The night is young. <laughs> but I guess, uh, I guess Ryan Reynolds' uh, Green Lantern is supposed to be in it. Well, Green Lantern. I don't think it's going to be Ryan. Reynolds. I think it is Ryan Reynolds. That's that's the rumor. I don't know. Um, if if anybody out there is listening, leave some comments on our Facebook page on whether or not I'm wrong. But um, is he trying to have Lich just a couple moments of that particular Green Lantern to be I, good? You know what? Well, no, because his other Green Lantern was very shitty. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was bad. But you know, it had nothing to do with Ryan Ryan Reynolds. I thought the movie itself was beautiful. There was a, a lot of times it reminded me of looking through those. Um, how were they called? Do you remember the little red binoculars? Oh, um, with the round. Oh, um, what the heck were they? Called? None of you out there listening probably in a certain age category knows what we're talking about. But anybody like who's probably forty five and older, probably yeah, with the little does. cardboard cards you'd slide in. Yeah, there they were round, the, yep. and they had uh, it was it was almost like a three D image where you looked like you were on the moon and everything. It was a 3D image, yeah. Yeah, it was, but that's what it looked like. The, you know, the space scenes. I wish I knew yep. it. I could remember what it was. What it was that's called? Age kicking in where we can't even remember. Yeah, it was a the 80s. <laughs> the 80s was a little rough on my long term memory, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, the the Ryan Reynolds being in there, and I, I I hear there's rumors of him like signing on to do something in the DC EU, but the Snyder Cut's supposed to be like five hours long. I heard. And and it might be like a mini series or something. So I'm I'm hopeful. Viewmaster. 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 That's absolutely oh, you right. It before yeah. I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, yeah, you you can't search the internet with an abacus, Bill. Just an FYI. If you heard the <laughs> clicking in the background, that's what that was. <laughs> it was it was the abacus hard at work. He's like lightning with that thing though. Um, it's got colors. <laughs> Yeah, so back to the Silver Age. It's easy to get derailed. Um, Marvel comes along during that time period, so we start to see, like, Spider-Man, Thor, the Hulk, Iron Man, the X-Men. Um, you, you get a lot of those storylines. Like, the X-Men was was a really uh, uh, a commentary unlike any other out there. It was, it was, it was fantastic. Um, and then the comics code. So you see it happens. So you see a lot of a lot of changes in the storyline. You know, you see right. kind of Joker, especially, be very different. You know, he's not as much of a sociopath yeah. as he was. Yeah, he he's just um, he's just a little misdirected. Also, Mark Hamill, I love you, Joker. Awesome. <laughs> um, in case Mark Hamill's listening, right? Because <laughs> you know he's out there. He's Why like, wouldn't he be? Every Monday night at twelve oh one, he's like, "Up oh, another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo is dropping." Best part of my week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the hell with all that Star Wars shit. It's the DMD. Yeah, this I, is even better than those commercials with Patrick Stewart. That's my <laughs> that's my bizarre fantasy. Guys like Mark Hamill listening. If if you do, leave a comment. Leave a comment. <laughs> And we get the uh, the Bronze Age from 1970 to 85. So the comic book um, uh, authority begins to decline. They're not as influential as they are. So we start seeing these like grittier. Yeah, considerably com- less censorship. Yeah, cooler uh, comic book stories. They're darker. They face higher stakes. Uh, that's Gwen Stacy died, I think, during the Bronze Age. I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. He, he saved her and, and shot her with a web and uh, she Ended up breaking her back or something like that. That was terrible. Um, 
the uh, underground comics movement starts, right? We're starting to get all these other independents coming out. Like, was it Dark Horse? Dark Horse was, Dark Horse was huge, yeah. Yep. Um, the supernatural themes and, you know, with horror and stuff like that mm-hmm. make a comeback because the comic book codes kind of put the kibosh on that. Now we're starting to see a lot more diversity, which is cool. So we get female protagonists. There's a ton of female superheroes coming out. Um, uh, different ethnicity being represented. Um, you know, and, and like really like solid stories too for for these. Yeah, the writing actually got really, really amazing. I mean, in the beginning, it was very um, in the golden age. It, it became actually predictable. Yeah, you know, it was still. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, still fun to watch, and but at the time, you know, the people were like, "Oh, they're they're mesmerized just by the fact that someone could have supernatural powers," where that was their focus, not necessarily the story. Yeah, a lot of it was recycled too yeah. from well, one, you know, from one the other years. But person to the but other. yeah, still, you know, a little, and then the around the Silver Age, the artwork started getting a little bit better. Yeah, um, this, you know, you had people that actually started specializing in that, uh, especially towards the end of that. And then when you so you got to the Bronze Age, now it's a full-blown industry. Yeah, and it, we're, it we're is seeing... It is mainline, the artists, the writers. I mean, this is what they do for a living. This is what they wanted to do for a living. Uh, and and it's it's showing. So you're definitely getting, I think in the Bronze Age, you're getting kind of the best of all worlds. And, yeah, and we're, we're, we got some of, like, I think, arguably the best stories, too. That's yes. when... Uh, well, they're getting Frank, complex, Frank multi-leveled. Yep. Yeah. Frank Miller does the Dark Knight Returns. You know, mm-hmm. there's uh, Daredevil: Born Again, Batman Year One, all of which were 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 phenomenal. Daredevil for for me started being really really cool during that period, that Born Again. Yep. Um, period. Um, and we get Watchmen, which I absolutely I loved. Love I absolutely love. Yep. Um, so yeah, you see a lot of that stuff, and you see. That grittier storyline, especially in Watchmen. Yep. Um, oh yeah. Which which was uh, just a cool, a cool little mini series that they did. I think it was like twelve or thirteen issues. Yeah, I think I, uh, my favorite was Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, I liked Rorschach. Yep. Uh, Rorschach was like the question recycled. Um, yeah. But I really I liked I liked Rorschach a lot. He was he was my favorite, and I was like super bummed at the end when Doctor Manhattan. Um, killed him like Darth Vader killed <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Poof, he turned him into confetti. Yep. Yeah. And then the modern age, modern age comes nineteen nineteen eighty five to present. Um, you were in your forties in eighty five, weren't you, Bill? Uh, I don't. I don't think I was that young. Yeah, we got, uh, just... we we're gonna one of these days we're gonna find his phylactery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you get a grim and gritty realism, right? Yeah. It continues uh, uh, to to be a trend in the superhero world, and there's like a boom, I guess. So I read this, right? X Men number one sold over seven million copies uh, when it came out, and uh, then in the '90s, there's this like huge decline in sales, and, and I think it was during that time period that that Marvel actually was struggling with bankruptcy, and that's why they 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 sold a bunch of their intellectual properties to to Sony. Shame on you. Um, well, they got them back. They got them back. It's about right. damn time because those are some wretched movies that Fox did. <laughs> and uh, so I'm glad everybody's coming home. It's nice. That's pretty much that. That that's it. That's 
So that in a nutshell, in a very big and lengthy nutshell were the different <laughs> ages, but you know, like how does that, how does that fit in? It's the whole look and feel and description of your campaign. Right. Is based on, on, on a lot of that. Well, I mean, you know, you've gone from uh 16 color comics in the golden age to 64 color, you know, in your silver. And from that point on, now you're dealing with artists that are actual artists. Phenomenal. But um, now some of this, some of that stuff is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and now a lot of it so much is digital, you know, they're, yeah, there's still artists out there doing it, but they're doing it on digital medium now. And it's, the effects are just mind blowing. Well, I know some of the, um, even the video game industry right now is picking up on a lot of the comics. I mean, they, yep. they got the new Marvel game that's coming out and, um, it looks good. Yeah. It looks real good. Um, and they, they did it. They did a good job with the storyline. Uh, but just goes to show you that like, like Bill was just saying that, you come from eight bit color all the way up yeah. to now, and and they're very descriptive and everything. And, and yeah, yeah, it's not and, I'm not. and I'm not just referring to just the artwork itself. Yeah. The storylines have gotten so That's incredibly what I mean in now. depth. And now, like, yeah. there's Scott layers saying, upon layers, yeah. and and egg, you know, little Easter eggs, you know, that you know, laid around here that take you off in all these different tendrils, and you know, they've they've gotten very very complex in their writing for the stories. Right, but even even like what Scott was saying that you, there's more. Um, the female characters are more prevalent now than ever, too. Oh yeah, diversity yeah. is just through the roof, and I'm and I'm glad personally. Even the old man that I am, um, I'm glad to see it. I am very very glad to see the the type diversity that's out there. Yeah, and i've I've always I've always been a huge fan of Wonder Woman. Now, um, admittedly, my fandom of Wonder Woman began in the '70s with Linda Carter, but I mean, I'm only human. You know, and, she, and she still looks good in she's, she's absolutely stunning. Sorry, but yeah, um, she does. I, I can't say anything but, appropriate. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, you just don't speak. <laughs> yes, I but, don't want to have to edit anymore. But the uh you know, the Wonder Woman the Wonder Woman comics back back in the day were were they were almost like kinda a lot of times they were like bizarre fetish kind of comics like there was one no, where they, like it's someone not that was, they weren't they were you know and and the, now she the writer back then was into bdsm it's a well-known fact and that's why what's that, that it, it's fetish bondage bondage oh okay yeah All right um yes of course um uh, that's why Wonder Woman kept getting tied up by her own lasso. See, this is this is why I spend my time on the internet <laughs> looking up comic book stuff. So I don't know any of this B- BDM or whatever it is. Leave it to the old man. We got it. But yeah, but now like you know, it's now I, you you start seeing uh, Wonder Woman and and female heroes really taking their place, you know, amongst their male counterparts as as equally effective. Um, equally, you know, powerful and engaging. Um, well, and, uh, the sto- and the stories they're writing for them too are so much ma- better. So much better. It makes yeah. sense. It's not just yeah. like, oh, well, here's you know, this is some super guy's girlfriend, and he gave her a kiss, and now she's super too. Yeah, um, yeah, because it was stuff literally that stupid being written way back when, and now they have wonderful backstories. Like I really, I can't wait to see Marvel's treatment of um, Storm. When they finally bring the mutants into the MCU, I'm waiting to see yeah. Rogue myself. Rogue, yeah, Rogue yeah. is another one. I th- I think we'll see her soon. Yep, I know we're gonna see Kamala Khan soon too. Yep, yeah, Miss Marvel. Yep, yep, yep. I and I and I think yeah, I think we'll see the Carol Danvers 
Captain Marvel take a back seat when Rogue is introduced because that's how it happened in the comic books. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I forget I forget the uh her character was introduced in Captain Marvel. I forget the, the the her successor's name, but I know she had this like crazy silver suit in the comic books and like a domino mask or something. Hmm. That was the one that so, took I got a important question for you. Yeah. For both of you. Who's your favorite superhero? Captain America and Batman. I can't decide. Both wow. of them at the same time. Okay. How about you, Bill? Doctor Strange. Good choice. Doctor Strange is pretty I always love Doctor Strange. When it first came out, I, I bought every one of those comic books. I just ate that up. I love it. It's just something about the mysticism. Yep. For me, it was Spider Man. I always liked the underdog. Sp- I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Spider Man. He was probably my number two, but Doctor Strange is one of the few one. that could walk out of any of the Secret Wars. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, what do you think about Benedict Cumberbatch as as Doctor Strange? Actually, I don't think he did a bad job. I th- I think he's phenomenal. I think he did a pretty yep. good job. Yep. Now, this one's for Scott. Ben Affleck as Batman. I know there was some. <laughs> <laughs> he's tearing his tights off. <laughs> I I um I I gotta tell you, I I was not happy when Ben Affleck was announced as Batman, but I got I love him. He did a good I, job. I absolutely love Ben Affleck, and I and I hear these rumors that there's going to be a Ben Affleck Batman series on HBO or HBO Go or something. Who's Ben Affleck? I think I can't remember the other actor's name who's doing the other show or the movie. No, no, no. I'm talking about a show. I'm talking, uh, the Sparkly Vampire guy's doing yes doing the Batman movie, which okay, is, eh, okay, um, but. <laughs> But um, which is exactly what he said so, about Ben Affleck, yeah. <laughs> Robert Pattinson, Pattinson. If you and Mark Hamill are sitting there listening, I'm sure you'll do a wonderful you job. Don't your porker game, you know? yeah. But, but yeah, Ben Affleck, I love him. I, I as as a grizzled old uh, Batman, I think he's uh, he's he's phenomenal. He did him justice. So we'll move on to our next to the next part. Why don't you give us some tips on how to make your game successful your superhero game or even your superhero character a little research a little, yeah, yeah yeah research goes a long I mean, way i mean even if you have to drop to the lowest common denominator and just watch the cw yeah um well they have that star at um high cheekbones yeah. and eight packs and eight packs <laughs> there you go and you're good um star girl i thought was good though I thought they did a good job with Stargirl. I have never watched any of these newer ones. Yeah, I haven't watched any of them either. You gotta you gotta watch Stargirl. It's you know it goes with the Justice League starts off with the Justice League of America type thing and um I think they did a good job. I'll add it to my research list. Yes. I I think one of the one of the keys to developing your your superhero campaign is you gotta take a different approach than a lot of us do with with um our fantasy campaign. So Bill and I got together and we were like, okay, let's build a world. So we build a world and then trying to put all this detail in there. And that's great for a fantasy setting. Um, because they asked for the detail. Yeah. For a superhero sa- setting, I I don't think you even need to bother because what's, what's going to happen is a, your players are going to focus on what is in front of them at that moment with these, with these games. And they're going to, you know, you can assume it's in a modern setting like this, or 
you know, even within the last like 50 or 60 years. But either way, it's still very similar. You know, the buildings it, it's are... It's easy to keep it in context because yeah. everyone already has a predetermined note. All right, if you're in Chicago, okay. All right, if it was Chicago 100 years ago, it's still Chicago. Yep. Deep dish pizza. Yeah. It's cold. Um, so it, it's real easy. You don't have to build a world because, like I said, most of it is already fairly modern. Yeah. So you don't have to build a world that's already built for you. Uh, look out your window. Yeah, and, and, and I think and, that's that's the big key because you can lose yourself in all these details that are totally unnecessary. Right. So um, you you stick with something relatively modern, and that makes it easy. Uh, having detailed notes is key, too. Always. Um, because one of the things that I found as running a um, superhero campaign is you have um, – this is where something like – this is a game where – um, character backstory is huge. You know, everybody needs their origin. It's just the thing that 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 we do with superheroes, right? But your your NPCs can get really, really big. Your super villains, your you know, like your rogues gallery can get huge. Well, yeah, unlike your, fantasy, you can have NPCs that are just generic. In superhero, you yep. can't. Your right. uh, every one of your NPCs are are key people and are probably supers themselves, whether they're as powerful or under their underlings there, you know, but they're still, you have to build them out. Right. You, like, yeah. um, commissioner Gordon. Right. Right. He's, he's, uh, not a superhero, but he's, he's a very, uh, very well fleshed out character and integral in the Batman, you know, universe and, um, in, like influent, or, influential and powerful, yep. not a superhero. But yeah, so your NPCs definitely have to be fleshed out. You need notes, yeah. a good amount of notes. You really do. And sm- at least some kind of backstory on any of your villains or your uh, any of your antagonists or protagonists that are going to make more than one showing. Yeah. Yeah, if they're going to make more than one showing, you need a backstory. You need to flesh it out almost as if you're playing that character. It, you know what? And even if you have no intentions on them coming back for a second episode, if you will, you never There's going to be a player at the table that's a you know what I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go uh, talk to Roy the beat cop. Remember Roy from Seven Mondays ago? <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> but okay, you know that that's Why? always going to happen because he said, and that's the one person that yeah. writes everything down. Yep. Well, he said this, and I want more detail on that. It's like, oh, more detail on something I don't remember from a guy I don't remember. Yep. Keep rap. Keep those notes. <laughs> yep. Um. And reward gameplay. Really, that's like gameplay to to your archetype, and your archetype isn't so much like an alignment, you know, like D and D, but it's just like, what are you are you are you playing that, you know, that uh, super powered Boy Scout? Yeah, your moral code, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Are you that gritty lone wolf? Um, it's that so Andrew cool. played in every yeah. single superhero <laughs> game that we we went to. Yes, yeah. All you do is just take the same character, just change the name on top. Yeah, just a couple changes. Oh, instead of uh this firearm, I'll be carrying this firearm. Oh, yay, new character. And, yes, Andrew, we're picking on you, but we still love you yes, and miss do. you. Um, make sure your threats are threatening. They have to be really, really threatening. Yes, you know it's a superhero game, so there's big stakes. And one of my favorites, if you're going to monologue, write out a monologue. It better be damn good. Make it a good one. Take time to think it out. You don't just write it out in bullet points, but think it out. If you're going to, let's face it, good guys and bad guys both, they love the monologuing. 
So, because that, that's, that's how you find things out. That's how you say, oh, all right, I got you guys captured. Well, not that you can do anything about it, but this is what's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you, so it, you know, your, your death is even more painful. <laughs> and they go into yeah. the monologue. I, I write out every single one of my monologues and I practice them in the shower. Ding. There's there a shower you go. reference. Yep. Mm-hmm. On my way to and from wherever I'm going. During the summer, with the window cracked open, his yep. neighbors pull alongside, call 911. Oh, he's uh, taking over the world again. Yep. And if I had a dollar for every time one of those assholes sitting at the table <laughs> while I'm in the middle of like a riveting <laughs> monologue that I've edited, edited numerous times so it's like epic and badass, pulls a crazy Ivan on me and like <laughs> like karate kicks him out the window because his, his pick lock skill got him out of the handcuffs or whatever, <laughs> I'd be a millionaire. Yes. Yes, there's always that one player. There's always that one player. So I think um, you guys got something special to to do right now, which is um, I think you're gonna whip up a superhero adventure. Yeah, we'll we'll do one on the fly. Yeah, yeah, let's hear some. Now we were notified this about five minutes before we started Sorry. recording. Yeah, because he goes, "This is what I want you guys to do." And I was like, "Oh, great!" Yeah. Uh, lose a wild card and basically everything. Everything he does. Yep. Yes. So thank you, Lou. You're welcome. We appreciate that. Let's get to it. Um, so like the uh, Avengers and Justice League stuff is kind of kind of cool, but um, we talked about all these different ages of of, of comic books. So right. pick an age. <clears throat> let's go. I don't know. We could do like uh, Silver Age, early Golden Age stuff. We could recycle some of those silly older characters from like Charleston comics that are like public domain now. Like, um, Oh yeah, there's, yeah, there's a slew of them. There's a, there's a a bunch of them. Um, like, um, uh, black terror. About two years ago, you and I were having a conversation about comic book. Remember this? And we, we, and we started talking about some of the superheroes you never seen or you seen briefly. And they they were just kind of generic spinoffs of all the existing ones. And they got clumped into this giant reservoir of, of open domain. Yeah. They they got like picked up by, by, uh, I don't know, Marvel or DC or someone. And then they just weren't used. So they're public domain, so yeah, they basically know. just left them out on the the clothesline to dry and forgot about them. Yeah, so let's let's yank them off and and kind of repurpose them, and I don't know. Well, maybe. that would be interesting because you can come up with unique backgrounds for each one, or or even the existing ones and modify them a little bit. Yeah, I think modifying those existing backgrounds, which were probably like two or three sentences long, <laughs> um, but give you enough information to kind of jazz them up a little bit. You know, doing pre gens. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. regen them up would be would be cool. Well, the thing is, if you have enough of them and you you don't put you put enough detail into them so they know where you're going to go with them and leave just enough room for them to customize them on yep. their own. Yeah. So give them some uh, like two major powers and let them handpick spinning off those major powers three minor powers. Yeah, um, I wouldn't even let them pick. I uh, well, you know, pick the powers. Well, if you're doing yeah, them. if you're doing true pregens, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're on your table, you want to let them have a little bit of influence because if because you're going to narrow down what they have available to them by saying these are your primary powers and your secondaries have to spin off of those. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a good thing to do because now the players have a little bit of agency in developing that. Yes, that but, character, but you still have you can still invoke a little bit of control, and you have to basically give the nod on all the powers they come up with, anyways. 
So do you want to, let's we build a superhero team, right? How how, how are we going to pull them together? We're going to uh, let's say we have a table of seven people, right? That's a good seven's a good size table. A, yep. a, a good size table. So you pull them together from there's there's always a couple that are that are aliens, right? They're from Venus or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, some weird planet. It's an um, alien hot spot. That's where we get a lot of those <laughs> those superheroes. Those damn Venusians. Venusians. With their superpowers and, and the whatnot. And that one from one of those Jupiter moons. Not Titan or Io. They're the ones that everyone knows about. Yeah. It's it, one of the 57 you know, little ones that... Yeah, Roy. Yeah, I, Roy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the moon Roy. Yeah, so you got you got, a, you got an, uh, an alien. Um, and then there there's one crazy one. I remember reading about it. He was, um, he was petrified in a statue. And he was like a Roman, and then he came to life in a museum, and now he's like a super-powered Roman guy. Um, so and yeah, that, and that was that was before Night at the Museum. That was <laughs> that was well before Night at the Museum. Yes. Um, so you, you you pull them together. Maybe the government finds the crashed alien uh, spacecraft. Yeah. He was shot down by something in space while he was looking at whatever disturbance was up there or the whatnot. So he gets shot down. That's one player. Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe the government's got uh, a couple uh, super-powered agents that they're sending out to try to uh, pull together a, a superhero team because they um, – and there's tons and tons during this time period of those <laughs> pseudo-Captain America guys. So, you know, you grab, yeah, you know, like, two of them. Yep, yeah, you're, you're front-line jack dudes. Yeah, and they're, uh, you know, they, they're, they're, like, bulletproof or, or, or whatever, but – there's uh there, there's so many of them out there. It's it's you got to pick the one with the coolest costume because they're all basically the same. Um, <laughs> and they're pulling together these other superheroes. So that's how you like, you know, you kind of Nick Fury them. them uh, together. You got to have that one dark dude that you know that has the 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 tattoos because back then tattoos weren't. Yeah, you know, if you're yeah, if you're they're tattooed, bald and they got a goatee. Ooh, yeah. so you're an edgy kind of guy. Yeah, yeah that's and, it. You know, you know with with the tattoo, you're either a biker or you've been in prison. Um, or you're a secret agent. Or a secret agent, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you pull pull your team together, and maybe they're um, they're investigating some... Well, ba- based on our time frame, um, between Golden and Silver. Yeah. So we're looking at late 30s, early mid-40s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so do uh, we're going to have to beat up some Nazis. Yeah, it's a given. Yes. You know, maybe the Nazis are making a moon base, you know, the big like laser cannon or whatever. And they got some super powered Nazis that um, they're they're building because that's the sort of thing a Nazi would do right during like, well, well like the 40s building superheroes. Now, left you, now you know what shot down your alien. Uh, there you go. The v, the big v, Nazi the V1 moon rocket. cannon. One of, those v, one of those V2 rockets. Yeah. Well, where are they getting all this technology? Right. Right. So where's it? Where's it coming from? It's coming from somewhere. Um. Unless they have their own alien. Oh, well, maybe they do have their own alien. Maybe they got, maybe they have like a, uh, an alien backer. Yeah. Right. They, they, oh, there you they go. Got there someone you go. that's bankrolling the, the, the Nazis and, and giving them all these a little uh, bit alien tech. Uh, technologies. Um, that would work. So, so who would this alien be? Oh, um, wow. Alien from, I got it. Roy, right? It's an alien from um, or, or Venus. Close. What planet did uh, Ming the Merciless come from? Oh, Mongo. 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 Which, <laughs> Ming, yeah, Ming the Merciless. That, 
That's the sort of bastard that would bankroll the Nazis, right? There you go. Yeah, what a jerk. Yeah, so uh, you know, maybe your 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 superhero characters they pull the team together and then they go investigating this only to find out that oh, there's a Nazi moon base on uh, on the moon and there's a giant laser cannon, you know, and they go up there and they fight the super powered Nazi team, but then they find out well, this there's a bunch of alien technology up there and and end up tracing it back to to Mongo, maybe. Maybe Hans Zarkov is 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 taken prisoner by the Nazis, right? And he's uh he's in there, and the superhero team busts him out, and he lays lays out the whole plan. This is what's going on, and my buddy Flash is up there and needs your help. And it's really to just follow the signal heading back from this giant dish tele you know, this dish yeah. transceiver. They take one of those silly rocket ships Ship. that they had in the old Flash Gordon serials, and there you go. And pay uh, no attention to the fishing line. Yeah, or the sparkler <laughs> or at, the sparkles end. at the end. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Um, yes, we, we have. Uh, will that work for you, Lou? Uh, we we have uh, a Nazi moon base um, pointing a large cannon, uh, laser cannon, uh, with alien technology at the uh, at the world, uh, holding it at hostage, uh, being backed by Ming the Merciless from the planet Mongo, and uh, the super powered. Uh, Germans are up there protecting the base, and our our super team of um, leftover superheroes have gone up there to battle them, and now are presently on their way to the planet Mongo. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I got to get my tights on and make a protein shake. They're gonna need my help. <laughs> not better, not until you sweep up the protein powder that is all over the dojo. Get that knee brace. <laughs> Break out the Swiffer there, super cleaner. <laughs> That's his new power. <laughs> it's Swiffer Man. That could be a power for him, I guess. Oh, uh, I don't know. And those are our tips for running a superhero campaign. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.